0: (laughs) All right, so I'm here today with Matt Mort, uh, the one, the only amazing YouTube editor, YouTuber extraordinaire. And I think what's really cool is how we met uh, (laughs) several years ago at VidCon. What was that, 2018 maybe? 2018, yeah, yeah. Um, You were doing like a, a vlog kind of Dobrik style kind of thing. I don't mm-hmm. remember what you're doing, but you were just a kid, like like <laughs> in high school, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, well,
1: no, I wasn't in high school. I think I, I was uh just fresh out out of out
0: of college actually. How old what the heck? Yeah, I know. Do you know how old I am? No, I thought oh, well, you were, I thought you're like 22 or something. Currently or or back then? Currently. You're older than that? Yeah, I'm almost
1: uh 26 okay okay yeah so yeah. you
0: would have been uh so you would have been yeah fresh out of college then so like 21 yeah 21. something like that yeah okay yeah. you just felt you felt so young
1: i know <laughs> i know
0: <laughs> yeah. i get that that's amazing i am so sorry that i misjudged uh that that's okay situation. It's all um, good. but uh we met at vidcon and you were like Uh, tell me what you were doing back then because it was really cool some of the videos that you were uh making back in 2018
1: (laughs) right uh man it's so like all over the place i was just trying to figure out like what to do um i feel like i have a bit more like structure now but back then it was all trying to kind of i loved the spontaneity and and uh absurdity or over-the-topness I guess of like the David Dobrik videos yeah um where he almost like or even like L.L. L Mills how they like take something kind of a little pity on things like they take the smallest little opportunity to like get back at somebody like by marrying their sister or marrying like or whatever <laughs> you know um yeah. and I really liked those type of videos and I, I never went to that extent I've I had some ideas of, of that but uh yeah I, th- I think at the time i might have uh i think i came up to you because you looked familiar for some reason i like must have saw you somewhere online and so okay. i struck up a conversation and i i, I don't know <laughs> if i i might have filmed with you uh asking yeah. about david dobrik because i wanted to do like some sort of six degrees of separation with david dobrik or something like it. that yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i remember yeah.
0: that i remember that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> i didn't 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 really fall through with that but yeah was, i think
0: uh, i think i remember this this confrontation now that you bring all this up i'm it's all coming back to me Um, uh i think you you thought you recognized me but then i tried like listing a bunch of things you're like no 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 like (laughs) i don't know maybe you didn't you never did see me and you just maybe maybe i just have a familiar face yeah Um,
1: i i I watch a lot of youtube too so i probably saw you (laughs) like some random youtube video or something too
0: well, yeah. I mean, if you're researching any type of like YouTuber camera at the time, I probably would have reviewed it. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But we stayed in touch over the years. I mean, gosh, it's twenty. It's almost twenty twenty two now. Yeah, um, we've been old friends for a while. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been really exciting to follow your journey as a YouTuber and an editor for really big YouTubers and doing some really fun stuff. I mm-hmm. want to talk about like um, YouTube editing. Um, you know, we obviously had Hayden Hillier-Smith on and we talked a yeah, lot yeah. about that. And I'd love to get your take on um, just kind of the current state of YouTube and then, um, you know, things that you have planned in the future. But first off, like, I feel like I've, I've, like I said, we've kind of been acquaintances. We've been talking. We've been in groups, you know, the Slack group and texting each other. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't know your backstory. Can you like... Tell me, I mean you're twenty-six, so you're an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> That's weird to hear.
0: Yeah. I'm 31. So I mean that's really okay. weird to hear. So that's I'm, not bad. Yeah. I know, but like when I turned 30, it was like no big deal. And then when I turned 31, I was like, oh shoot, I'm in my thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a big number. Yeah, that was yeah. big. But <clears> um <throat> yeah, anyways. Tell me about yourself, like, are you a, were you a filmmaker, video guy growing up? Did you enjoy making videos with your friends? Like, right, what, right. what was your, your journey into video production?
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't know exactly how I got into it, other than my mom had like a tape camera um, that like the only way you could view it was like by plugging it in, into the TV and, and playing it back. Yes. Uh, and rewinding and like recording over stuff you already re- recorded absolutely um, those old vhs so, cameras yeah yeah uh so or i camcorder. just like filmed yeah camcorder uh so i just filmed like uh adventures around the neighborhood like going sledding or playing tag or just running around and stuff yeah uh and then somehow uh i, I got like another like a di- my first digital camera from like cash converters like a like a thrift store or, uh, uh pawn shop or whatever
0: Uh
1: um and yeah slowly just got into like windows movie maker and eventually iMovie got like a mac and uh (laughs) started doing like uh videos in in uh high school uh Mm -hmm. and and, like school projects and all
0: that stuff which is when Um, i thought i met you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah and then i uh just yeah kept trying to do youtube since like 2008 um like falling in love with like smosh and fred at the time and uh and then trying to do youtube since then um and finally i don't know in 20 i'm I'm skipping a lot of stuff but in in, in 2019 and 2020 i finally got to do like full time uh but it was took a took a long long while (laughs) to get here.
0: I do feel like you're kind of uh, a real success story for uh, your generation. Like, there's so many um, Mm -hmm. aspiring YouTubers that are your age, and especially the Gen Zers, right? Like, I guess are you a Gen -er? Zer? Whatever, I don't, I don't know.
1: I I just made millennial. I'm I'm ninety five. So you're
0: like right in the middle, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Not even in the middle. You're you're. No, I'm like I'm like
1: I'm like a month away from being a gen z i think
0: <laughs> do you remember life with no internet not really I uh, roughly i mean i played like pbs kids
1: like video oh, games on the computer um but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah me too man so. i played um <laughs> oh, what was that one game it was like you had little like monsters it was almost like pokemon but um you know, like, yeah that was it that was it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that. Yeah. And Home Star Runner. The, those. I, flash- I didn't play that one. No, it yeah. was a it was a TV show on oh. on a website, and it was all flash based. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, you you basically just it sounds like you essentially just hustled your way into becoming a YouTuber. What was that journey like? How did you pay the bills what? to get there? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess the, the thing is that I didn't really hustle. Uh, I, <laughs> I was like, uh, I, in like 2014, I got into like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, yeah. like his content and started thinking more and, and Case Neistat and all that. And like, try to think more about, um, yeah, hustling and, and doing work and putting yeah. in the effort and all that and, and being more intentional with what I'm doing. But I mean, I, I worked at Best Buy. I worked, at earl's I, I worked at like like restaurants and and whatnot like you know what's, any any retail job what's at earl's yeah. is that a canadian it's thing? a restaurant yeah it's a restaurant it's like a chain in canada
0: by the way everybody matt is canadian uh yeah. if you can't oh, pick up on yeah. it already i didn't i didn't even hear anything really so not no yet. you haven't said yeah. about oh, yet. i have an
1: accent. no no <laughs> <laughs> i haven't um uh, yeah. So I, I basically just like took retail jobs and hated a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not very good with like discipline. So I can't just force myself to do something I'm not really interested in. Um I'm, I'm trying to work on that now. Cause I need to do that for like editing. Like I need to just like, sometimes <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I just got to do it. So
0: do um you, do you yeah. think that you're an editor? Like, or is it just kind of a means to an end for you? Because I can relate to the the latter like I don't necessarily love editing but I love the process and I love the result and you know it's expensive and hard to find somebody to edit for me so I just kind of end up doing it like do you find that you actually do you recognize that you are an editor you do you enjoy editing yeah
1: I I struggle with like knowing if I'm like just an editor or if I'm a creator as well, I feel like focusing on editing right now is what I should be doing. Cause it seems, it, it seems to make sense for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a high demand for editors. Like so many oh, people yeah. are looking for, for good editors and,
0: and especially um, who are specialized as YouTube specific editors. Yeah, Yeah. The fact that you have that baseline understanding of retention <laughs> and algorithm and all that type of stuff, yeah. Um, your traditional TV editor, you'd have to essentially spend a couple of months teaching them these things. And then not only that, they have to end up kind of caring about it, uh, passionately. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. a valuable trait that, you know, you're a valuable asset right now.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And, and I, I find that a lot of creators, the more I talk to like more creators that, that they're looking for like a, a storytelling editor. More yeah. than just, like, cool graphics and, and, like, jump cuts and whatnot. Like, there's more to it than just, you know, the, the typical YouTube things. Um, yeah, So totally. it feels very, very niched down. So I feel like I can't let go of it right now. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I do enjoy it, too.
0: It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the dream to be working with all these different people that um, – you know, and you get to kind of bounce around. It it gives you a variety. Mm-hmm. Um and let's oh. get into that. Like if I go on your if I go on your YouTube channel, the banner says Matt Mort, I edit other people's YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? Who do you work for? Who are who are the most regular people currently? And then, you know, I'd love to hear some, you know, crazy stories about your time working for all sorts of these different creators. For but, sure. um, um yeah, who, who are you currently working with? Yeah, currently I'm just editing for Downy
1: Live. So Michael oh, cool. Downey, he he does like a lot uh-huh. of travel and hidden gems videos. Um and uh that's like my full-time thing. It's been pretty much pretty much just focused on him like this whole year. Um we're currently working on like a, a cross Canada series that's like for TV and his YouTube channel. Uh-huh. So that's like fun to to play around with and and try out, but um so that's that's uh yeah, just working with him. Um I, I worked with like a I don't know, like Quibble Cop for like a month. <laughs> um, okay. Uh I worked obviously with like Brad with Discover Connection for uh
0: Yeah, that was the one that I remember you, I remember that yeah. was the, the one you were working with last time I talked to you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um and uh <laughs> yeah, I worked with a couple other creators here and there. What's been um, your
0: what's been your perspective of different creators i mean everybody has a different kind of language and storytelling mm-hmm. um thing but is there anything that you've noticed in all of these different creators and even in yourself um that is similar is there something about all of them or are they all just super different so
1: that's, that's a good question i uh, i'm not too sure they uh
0: <laughs> hmm. i mean think about it like I, I was talking about this uh, in the last episode with another guest who's a YouTuber. And it's like, the reason that I love YouTube isn't even just because I enjoy making videos. It's also because I get to be one of those guys that gets to hang out with other YouTubers. And I mm-hmm. love YouTubers because I don't know why. It's just like, we all share a very similar like mindset and... Yeah. We kind of all just respect one another i feel like there's really no competition even though right. there's similar channels and you know in my case when i was doing camera stuff you have you know all sorts of different guys gerald undone and joshio and mm-hmm. uh sarah dici i justine all these people but like yeah. we're all it feels like we're just colleagues it doesn't feel like any type of competition Um, Right, right, and it when you're all together in one room, like those, like going to VidCon or Vid Summit or any of these types of places, it's just so, um, it's so energizing to be around other creators. And yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you
1: there. Yeah, I I don't, I don't fully understand it either. Like I, (laughs) for some reason, that's that's kind of the goal for me is just like surrounding myself with YouTubers or people in the YouTube world or creator economy world. Like, I just want to be yeah. in that world no matter what I'm doing. I don't know why fully, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know either. I think it's just a lot of it is the freedom of being able to kind of just do whatever the heck you want and finding an audience that likes it. And um, the, that's just mm-hmm. such a free way to be a creative. Like, you don't have yeah. a client per se. You just have... Your own the the limit is your own uh, creativity and work yeah. ethic. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Um. So let's talk about the storytelling on uh, YouTube and what you're talking about. How a lot of people that you've been working with are looking specifically for good storyteller storytelling editors. Obviously, yeah. we spoke with Hayden and you mentioned you listened to that one and like, you know, he's a great storyteller editor. And in a way, he, along with Mr. Beast and others, have kind of been shaping YouTube, um, yeah. g- going from just meme reviews, which <laughs> PewDiePie does so well, and, you know, others continue to do reaction based channels, and they seem to do really well because they're, they're very, like, easy to digest. They're funny. Yeah. It's just, like, quick, fun entertainment. Um, but these story based videos that you're doing with Downey Live and, um, the things that are really popping off on the trending page on YouTube are really trending towards good storytelling in a very cinematic way. Can you talk about that and what your thoughts are as an editor? Um, the yeah. current landscape. Yeah,
1: um, I think for uh, for me, I'm 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 very much just into um, kind of uh, this kind of relates uh, with like productivity YouTubers or uh, or just in general, just like value, like what value am I giving to people or what value am I getting from, from, uh, what I consume on online. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to make sure that whatever people are consuming that I make is valuable to them. I don't want to just be making some sort of day in the life video that I'm, just going to get starbucks or whatever like i don't <laughs> want to make a video that has no meaning or purpose um which i did a lot of uh back in the day but i, I
0: but now to, just like you had so to experiment to figure oh, it yeah, out yeah. of know.
1: course yeah 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 don't be too um, hard on yourself <laughs> no no yeah people yeah it's it's fair to experiment and stuff but um yeah. i i feel like uh it's a lot of like, um I mean I, I guess it kind of starts with like just cutting out the fluff, like the the stuff that you don't really need, like the the uh's and ums, the gaps and all that stuff and like it kinda into the pacing a bit. Um, but then there's like the the emotional tie to it of like uh it's like if someone's telling you a story, I don't know if, like you. You've probably been to a party or just met someone, and they've been telling you a story, and you're like, "What's the point of this?" Or like, "Why?" Or <laughs> where, "Where is this leading to?" Like, "What are you telling me
0: right now?" That's the um, worst when you're at a party and yeah. somebody's just telling this story, and it's just going on and on and on, and then they get to the yeah. punchline, and it's like, "Is that it?" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So like, it feels like a waste of time, or it just feels like you want to be doing something else um and and i feel like (laughs) just having some sort of emotional connection or just making someone feel something yeah just gives them more value than like a a standard which i guess like something like a a meme review you can have that because you can have some some laughs and like you feel good afterwards you feel connected to someone um but i feel like making content that people kind of step away after and and feel like impacted like yeah. they, they, it, it sticks with them afterwards totally. is going to be a lot more meaningful for sure
0: exactly yeah. um one when you say that there's a video that was on trending a couple months ago from yes theory that sticks mm-hmm. in my mind when you say that and it's the skydiving um yeah film that right. they did uh i forget the title of that video but yeah. It was just such a powerful story and the kind of crazy things that happened to the main character. Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, it's just it's just as memorable as, you know, a, a great Netflix show, you know, or movie. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um I think really what's happening is that YouTube is just maturing and becoming, you know, the next version of television. And right. so therefore the production value is continuing to get better and better. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, cause I have kind of always theorized on the kind of intentional crappiness of the way things are shot on the, in the pop culture world of YouTube. Uh, yeah. If you think about David Dobrik and Logan Paul, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're the biggest YouTubers in the world and they don't hire like a film crew. They, they have millions of dollars. They could hire um, somebody to come out with an Ari Alexa, and sure, sure. you know, have like a boom mic miking everything. What yeah. is it about the kind of handheld, running gun, shot on iPhone or shot on a DSLR with no microphone? What is it about that, that in your opinion, right. that continues to exist even today in twenty twenty one?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it seems to make sense. Just like it's the relatability factor that like i i am you uh or like just it's like um like uh, you know how like charlie d'amelio or like the the the, uh the founder or whatever of tiktok said that they like handpicked people or like tried to find like charlie d'amelio and uh addison ray and all that and, and grow them to be like the stars so that people want to join tiktok and like do the same thing or be like them and Wait, they're just no, filming I,
0: it. I haven't heard that. Can you, oh, you haven't heard that? Oh. can you reiterate that for, also for our listeners too? Like what's, sure. what, what is that that you're talking about there?
1: I, I, I think it's basically like, um, if you want someone to like join a community, there has to be sort of, uh, I don't know what the term is, but there has to be like, uh, I guess shining stars or like the like people that stick out from the community um mm-hmm. almost like like the hype house or something like colin smear did a, an episode i think on this um like the hype house has uh it, it is like known just because like charlie d'amelio or or like a big star was in the hype house and then they uh-huh. left and then they had a successful career or whatever or like snl or whatever sure. people join yeah. snl and then afterwards they have a successful career
0: um yeah that's a good so, point that's a good one to that's a good yeah. one for boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I think that's what uh, what, what TikTok did um, was was find like people that they could give success yeah. stories to, and then people want to be like that. But they they shot stuff on on iPhones, and everyone has pretty much everyone has an iPhone or a smartphone, um, and they can just shoot whatever they want. And I think that's part of why people on YouTube, yeah. why Logan Paul, David Dobrik, just shoots on like a a simple camera also because it's easier to film like it's probably easier to film like david dobrik fooling around with his friends instead of like a whole crew like documenting i mean he's doing like a series now but yeah
0: yeah he is well that's the thing is like those types of productions can still exist but it's still on a completely different medium you know that's on uh, a streaming you know discovery plus show or whatever and if and then obviously Logan Paul did the fight and that was broadcast mm-hmm. professionally just like any other fight yeah yeah so currently it just seems the like yeah like youtube has always been all about i mean it's youtube like it's all about mm-hmm. just pe- normal people and yeah you know for some reason like as iPhones get better and as um you know 4k cameras get cheaper and cheaper you know, over time, things will start to look better and better. And, you know, the iPhone 13 looks so freaking good now. Um, I mean, it shoots ProRes. You know, you can shoot like 10-bit ProRes files on an iPhone, which is absurd. Um, So, but yeah, it just, you basically want it to feel like the, the creator is sort of intentionally shooting it as if, you were also yourself used being any normal average joe pulled out your phone and filmed something Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. they wanted to feel the exact same as any normal person would capture something on their phone so that way it feels authentic it makes Mm -hmm, sense mm
1: -hmm. yeah 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 and it's kind of like the like with logan paul's example like it's like you see him boxing in this like crazy tv like or, or even like uh, a celebrity like you, you follow a celebrity on twitter it's mm-hmm. like an inside to their look or, or ins- inside to their life or like instagram or whatever you see them on the big screen and then you can go and check your phone and see them like just like having yeah. spaghetti or something um and <laughs> yeah, it's it's like exactly. a yeah it's like a inside look it's like it is the um uh, what's the the relationship where you have like a you feel like you have a relationship to like you're. The person you follow but only through a screen i forget it was called para, para something
0: oh yeah, Paral- yeah. social yeah that sounds about right yeah, but, yeah. Uh, i mean back to what you were just saying essentially what you're saying and what i guess the ceo of tiktok said is that they literally picked a couple of people and essentially mm-hmm. just pushed a button and said these are, these are the, uh, you know, the, if in, to compare it to the matrix, like these are the chosen yeah, yeah. ones, right? right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And they chose them intentionally to be, um, very relatable and normal, you know, so somewhat, but mm-hmm. isn't that also kind of like jacked up? Like it's pretty messed up in a way too. Cause like, yeah, that Demilio documentary really shows like how, Hard it's been for them on their family mentally. Yeah. I mean, she was just a she was an un she still is underage, right? Like yeah, yeah, I think so. So she, yeah. we're talking about a a childhood that may mm. b- have been taken away from her, right? Uh, and in the moment, it feels like oh my gosh, we're making money, we're famous, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. that's gonna that that decision that TikTok made is going to have ramifications on that young lady yeah. as she becomes a woman and as she becomes mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. maybe a mother one day and like yeah it's just uh it's strange that we live in this world <laughs> where I you know something like that could happen I mean that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if an American company would do j- that that <laughs> I don't know maybe not but maybe I don't know I, I wouldn't th- put it
1: past some people <laughs> I feel yeah, like I mean,
0: all the Silicon Valley companies are pretty uh pretty crazy honestly i mean Mm -hmm. facebook famously is a real a a right mess
1: (laughs) i also i listened to a podcast a while back of uh like tinder did the same thing essentially when they like started blowing up or or they wanted to find people Uh they would get like they'd go to college campuses and they would find the the most popular kids to be on to tinder Uh and so they're like oh my god josh is on tinder oh my god Brittany's on tinder i want to date them it's yeah. almost like
0: yeah yeah oh that's like even that's even worse in a way like that's <laughs> yeah, really that's really slimy yeah, ah. yeah we were talking about uh my wife today actually we were just in the car and she was like i heard that facebook changed their name or something i'm like yeah they I'm like well facebook the, you know they own all these different things like oculus and instagram yeah, yeah. and all that and so they you know on the stock market basically for it to read Facebook doesn't make any sense anymore because they encompass all these apps so they just changed it to meta blah 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 Mm -hmm. and I was we were just talking about it and then she was like what was that movie the social distancing or something I was like the (laughs) social network Network. (laughs) and she was like oh my gosh it's been COVID for too long I forgot the name (laughs) of the social network and she just like what's that movie the social distancing I thought that was so so funny that's Um, funny so with, so let's just talk. Currently, again, with the Downey Live channel, mm-hmm. um, you know he's about to hit three hundred thousand subs. Um, yeah, he's got, yeah. you know, several videos with over hundred thousand views and many that perform, um, you know, really well. <clears throat> what when you're working with him? I mean, let's see. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ish. That it's almost eight that are over a million. Mm-hmm. so what do you do with him like what do you actually uh strategize anything with him or does he just kind of hand you the footage and you run you go from there um how does he kind of craft his stories does yeah he do it with you or
1: yeah it's uh it's it's pretty solid we have uh i'm still trying to work on my personal communication skills um but <laughs> he's he's great at communicating um he gives me like a a, a whole email uh, like breakdown of like the footage. Y- usually, like there's some like that are pretty self-explanatory, but uh, he usually gives me like a whole breakdown and like uploads it onto Dropbox and like folders, nice. like numbered folders um, for each different scene, which is great. Uh, and then like a little description of like this is what I was thinking here. Um, and then he also like records uh, like while he's in the moment or, or before he like records something, he'll he'll say, hey Matt. I'm thinking about doing this scene in like a discovery way. Like I'm on a treasure hunt or whatever. Wow, uh, cool. and, then, and then I can play into that. Um, Interesting. So
0: he's giving yeah. you kind of notes as he's shooting it. Yeah. yeah. Clever.
1: Yeah. And then he's he's also open to me giving ideas for uh, for future videos or for like a current video that I'm working on. If I like had hey, a drone shot of this would be really sweet just like to establish where you are uh, he'll like go out and, and shoot that drone shot for me.
0: Oh, cool. Depending on, as long as he's not like
1: traveling or something, but if it's like accessible, he will do it.
0: Um, yeah. stock, but footage. He's, uh... stock footage yeah, is yeah. your friend sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Um, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's great at like kind of collaborating and, and, um, he's, he's gives a lot of creative freedom, uh, for me, which is great.
0: Now what's the, um, what's the technicalities of that, uh, that makes that doable on a remote, uh, relationship is it shot in 1080p or does he like convert it to like a lower res proxy file or something or does he just have blazing fast internet
1: (laughs) well uh currently because he's like traveling um like he's he's not great internet speed um but he gets what he can from like hotels and all that stuff uh but he's he's uploading like 4k files uh and it's roughly Eight hours, maybe, uh, like uh, an episode uh, for the eight for the cross hours? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Good luck. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. So those are um, those are beefy projects, dude. To edit they can through. be. Yeah.
1: Well, the the past couple, like the episode two and three, have been a lot smaller file size, but episode one was like two point four terabytes, just
0: like and alone. You do, and you do uh, it over the internet
1: yeah well uh, so just the the project file like was was like on my computer was um, like 2.4 terabytes but But, i mean
0: if uh, you shoot in 4k and it's eight hours i mean i would imagine that you're downloading what like 300 gigs or something
1: yeah i'll have to check but it's 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 something something big um but (laughs) i basically have it's i have it set up on my computer so i've uh like dropbox just like automatically downloading to my computer um so it doesn't have to I don't have to wager, whatever, yeah.
0: um, How about, so, so it's, do you, yeah. Do you use uh, internal storage or is it just targeted to like an external drive or?
1: Uh, yeah, so Dropbox is, is currently on internal, but I, I like- You wipe transfer it. it yeah. I transfer it onto, yeah,
0: yeah, onto uh, yeah, external. Like, you gotta have like an eight terabyte internal drive or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> do you, Now, do you have anything to do with his thumbnails? uh a little bit on the more
1: recent ones um I've, I've edited a couple but uh he he mainly does them himself um but okay. he's, he's obviously like he's he's open to my thoughts and he will send me like a few options to get my thoughts on it all and yeah uh yeah but for the for the past few and for like the upcoming ones i i'm uh, assigned to do those ones so uh yeah, I'm I'm working on those
0: nice. now. But. So to somebody who may come up to you and say, Matt, I want to be a YouTube editor. Uh-huh. Um, what what do you what do you have to say for those people who are listening who who do want to actually do this? And you know, we right. we started this conversation saying there's so many YouTubers desperate to find YouTube editors. How do they how do they get started?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first off, I'm, I'm I'm glad that like people want to be an editor because I I feel like that's Sorry for swearing.
0: I don't know if you cannot.
1: Did you, swear? But I
0: didn't hear. A, I didn't hear a <laughs> okay, swear. Okay, never mind. Uh, just, never mind. The internet um, must have like skipped over that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, the, the
0: Can Canadian uh, Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, they're listening. Won't allow century. it. They're, Canadians are so nice that they yeah, won't. Yeah. They won't allow you to swear over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but, uh, I, I, think, uh, yeah, we need more editors, um, in just in the creator economy, the creator world. Um, and I think, uh, finding just like finding someone that you, uh, really look up to, like as a creator, like who do you watch, um, and, and study their content and, and try to emulate their vibes, their cuts, their feel and stuff. Um, but I, I feel like the, the most rare editors right now are the storytelling editors. Yeah. So I would study like Hayden Hillary Smith. Um, I would study like, yes, theory. Uh, I'm reading a book now that was also recommended by Hayden. Um, I, it's uh, a save the book? cat save the cat yeah
0: yeah um so that's that's super great um Uh, i read dude perfect's been doing some really good stuff too even with storytelling yeah Uh, okay surprisingly enough they you kind of imagine them just the trick shot guys but yeah yeah even they're having to really convert their format to a more Mm. story driven thing so interesting it's not like you don't have like crazy um Emotional things happening necessarily. It's yeah, just yeah. like the way it's formatted. There's like a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know.
1: Uh-huh, uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like everyone's gonna be moving in that direction, uh, like sooner or later, too. Because like, even like like Mr. Beast, I, I feel like a lot of people are trying to emulate or copy his style, which is very fast cutting, sort of just like keeping your attention the whole time. But I feel like him himself is gonna want to uh, move into more of a storytelling sort of feel. Like he does have storytelling pit- bits in his videos, but like they're not like. Uh, it's Sometimes like I don't know he he he'll give money away and uh, and we hear their story for a little bit. Like like the thank you so much is gonna help like my my kids eat or my my college fund or whatever uh-huh. um and then we just like move on like we don't have time to to really feel like that person's story or feel like oh wow like this is really deserving for this person um and i i feel like there's elements of it that that are missing um that like him or iraq or whoever like all these youtubers i feel like are gonna want to to move into that hopefully i mean that's that's a hypothesis or whatever but um
0: well the flip side yeah. of that too is like um the price is right is the longest running show in the history of mm-hmm. television and mm-hmm. you know g- I th- game shows have always existed as long as television has really been around right um and they continue to exist and they continue mm-hmm. the, to up the ante uh one show that i really love was called wipeout do you remember that or did you ever see yeah, that? yeah Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just when that came out, it was such a ridiculous concept. You know, people right. doing this obstacle course and getting smacked in the face with mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. giant foam things, and then the the big balls that they had to bounce off of and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I-, I think there's always room for mindless entertainment. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, because most people have jobs they don't enjoy and they want to just escape and laugh for a little bit. Right. You know. So. Yeah. But. Yeah that being said um you know wipeout isn't winning an oscar or or anything like that sure yeah yeah storytelling will always exist as well i remember when casey neistat he made a video how to vlog like casey neistat by casey neistat (laughs) yeah Um, yeah Mm -hmm. um and he talks about all the same things and that was four years ago he talks about how even with his daily vlogs he tried to find ways to to have an act one an act two and an Mm -hmm. act three in every vlog and that's it almost sounds impossible to do if you're just doing it every single day as a vlogger, but um, that's what made him so good is that he was able yeah. to find little things to uh, be a you know traditional filmmaking storyteller, but in the YouTube kind of package. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah, kind of making like mundane life <laughs> seem like a, a story or a movie.
0: Yeah, which absolutely.
1: Is, yeah, that's what I really loved about him.
0: Yeah. So what are you, what are your personal like aspirations beyond, you know, continuing to edit with, with other great YouTubers? Like, do you have uh, any type of things that are you're cooking in your brain for yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've
1: been thinking about like, uh, with like, I feel like a lot of people want an editor that's like just focused on editing and not being a creator themselves. Cause also a lot of editors are wanting to build their own thing as well. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like they come hand in hand sometimes. So I kind of do want to build my own brand up a bit more, uh, of being a, a video editor and, and sharing my, my thoughts or skills or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, I wanna, um, yeah, I wanna experiment with different, uh, different do you hear
0: cats? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <sorry>. <laughs> What's <laughs> um, up, Jenny?
1: Um, I want to experiment <laughs> with uh uh different different creators and then trying different like um styles I guess um because like you know I went from like editing gaming content to like editing uh Downy Live and Discover Connection and like there there's different uh formats and I I'd love to try editing like for for uh for duty Perfect or uh mr beast or whoever um yeah. sideman uh and just like play around with that and and uh see how like what i can bring to the table and what i can improve and uh i think it should be yeah i, I don't like being stagnant for too long um which yeah. uh, definitely helps with like with danny live like we're, we're advancing and making bigger and and different types of contents um
0: yeah he, now, seems, but... he seems very driven and you know mm-hmm. he, he's growing himself as a creative too that's what you want yeah. to find somebody yeah. to, to partner with that's willing to grow with you
1: yeah which i i feel like it's probably like one of the more exciting things for for hayden with like editing for logan is like seeing the advancements that logan's making and like yeah. you get to edit a story based off of like this guy slowly becoming you know who he is right now um yeah yeah so that's that's to be exciting
0: yeah. Although I was uh, I saw him in California about a month ago and mm-hmm. he was expressing how it's like it is kinda weird, like I haven't done anything since the Mayweather fight. <laughs> he's oh, like Oh yeah. I'm uh yeah, I mean he's I mean Logan hasn't posted anything on his channel oh, um, I know. Yeah. since then. Well he's um, in
1: Europe or something now, right? He's doing he's
0: do- I mean he's obviously doing the podcast. Um but oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but um I mean when you make that kind of money <laughs> It's yeah. kind of like, you could just make it, you could just train all year, mm-hmm. do the fight, do the mega fight, get all the money, and then you don't have to work anymore for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I I feel like he might be also just waiting for like, or, or not, he doesn't have to just force content. the next content. idea, like, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need to be posting weekly. He's like, able to just mm-hmm. like, yeah, like with like the Pokemon cards, like he didn't have to think Please. about that one too much, you know?
0: Him and Jake sure. have now crossed over to, like, true celebrity status now with the fighting. Yeah, um, yeah. The fact it's really that interesting. SNL did a sketch, you know, mm-hmm. making fun of Jake Paul. and, Yeah. Um, you know, Colin and Samir mentioned that on their channel. Like, if Logan or Jake was a guest host at this point, yeah. it, it wouldn't really be a surprise. And it would right. you know, it, it would make sense for SNL to do that, to, like, yeah. get the younger generation to watch. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, cool. I love I love I love where you're headed. I love your ideas here. And uh, everybody, go follow Matt on Twitter and Instagram um, at Matt Mort on uh, at Matt Mort underscore on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And then, sadly, oh uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I did that as well. I'm I, I, and then same for Instagram as well. So at least <laughs> it's consistent. Yeah. Matt, at Matt Mort underscore and then Matt Mort uh, YouTube channel and then obviously, uh, if you want to actually see his his work that he's currently working on, subscribe to Downey Live and yeah uh, post a comment and say Matt Mort is the best editor on YouTube. Great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I think uh, I, if, if uh, I don't want to plug too much, but um, if anyone out there is looking to become an editor, or if anyone out there is an editor themselves. Um, but connect with me or send me a message. I'm I'm trying to I want to connect more creators to editors and more editors yes. to each other. So um yeah, I feel like there needs to be a bit more of an ecosystem uh, out there for editors yes. for sure.
0: So, so everybody, so, that's an open invitation. Go follow Matt. Um, yeah. Shoot him a message and he'll he'll respond. Um, Matt, it I was can. a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Was there Appreciate anything else it. that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. really. I didn't come up with any questions myself. But. Let me. Well, then let me end with this. If you could change one thing about YouTube, what would it be? If you had like a magic wand.
1: Um. That's a big question. Okay.
0: Yeah, I know. Um. That's why it's my closer. I know. If you're out of time, you can cut this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine.
1: <laughs> one thing about YouTube. Change one thing.
0: Or Um, you could add something that isn't there, you know, a feature, um, some sort of really cool analytic uh, stat or like, you know, a lot of people want to do A-B thumbnail testing and stuff. But if you want to do something bigger than that, um, if you literally have a magic wand, uh, mm -hmm. I think... I would want instant processing, <laughs> like once it's uploaded, oh, yeah. no processing time, like waiting. It's so annoying mm-hmm. having to wait for the processing. Or, uh, um, Crazy Ken from Computer Clan, who we had on two weeks ago, he mentioned uh, like Vimeo has the ability, and they've always had this ability to replace the video using the same um, URL, using the same URL. I like so that. like. I feel like it happens all the time where maybe you accidentally, you know, put something out there that you don't want Mm -hmm. to, or you get demonetized because of a song that's like halfway through on accident. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. if you could re-edit it, cut that out and then replace the original file, um, and keep the same URL. Um, so it doesn't mess anything up in terms of views or like embeds. Mm -hmm, Um, mm I would imagine, because there's no technical reason why they wouldn't do that. There must be, like, a philosophy reason with that. Like, they want, they don't want people to, like, go back and change things. Kind of like how Twitter will never put an edit button on it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's probably because of, like, yeah, people, like, someone could have a video with, like, a billion views and then, like, change it to be, like some weird political thing or whatever
0: yeah and then it's um, like this weird political video has a billion views on it yeah 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 um i think uh, that's a good point yeah but vimeo think, is more for professionals and we only use it for professional reasons so it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. yeah um
1: i think one thing that i might add to youtube um it, i guess it's more of like a, a a side thing it's like it's not really with the the platform itself per se um but I, I'm I'd be really curious to see just like uh the credits of like the YouTube videos, like who oh, edited yeah, this, yeah. who produced this. Like I'm I wanna know who's that's a like good one. It's, yeah, yeah
0: like it's
1: that. more than just the creator. I'm I'm very curious as to like who worked on every video I watch. Um so yeah. something like that would be yeah.
0: I mean think about Mr Beast and how many um people are behind the camera now with yeah. him with the sound guys with the mm-hmm. uh, the set design people Yeah the you know i sure... Squid Game video that's coming out I know So many and people are yeah, like, work working on that I feel like it's you know it it doesn't necess- it probably wouldn't even mean much to most people but just yeah. like just like television or film, you know. Mm-hmm. Most people don't watch the credits, but at least it's yeah. there and it's just kind of a courtesy to the creators. You know? yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's actually a good suggestion. I, I like that one. All no. right, Matt, thank you so much. We'll talk right. again soon. I'll talk to you maybe next year when you're editing for Mr. Beast. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs>